we are going to talk about how to speed up your Divi website. One of the most probably talked about topics in all of the Facebook groups and probably WordPress as a whole is how to speed up your dang website. And we're going to talk about that. We brought on a special guest today, Mr. Josh Daly. I'll let him introduce himself in a little bit, but he's he's pretty much a site speed guru. <laughs> At least he's my site speed guru. So uh, I'll take he's it. Got some, he's got some really good insight and uh, yeah, we're going to kind of dive into it. But before we do, let's say hey to everybody that's on today's episode, starting with ladies first. Hi, Stephanie. What is up, everybody? I am Stephanie Hudson with Focus WP, uh, where we do white label WordPress maintenance for busy agencies like yours. And um, you can find me most of the time over in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz. But you can also hit me up over on our website, focuswp.co. And I'm excited to be here too. I'm gonna get some sites sped up. And David, you're looking pretty awesome with your new background, getting all tricked out. Is that the same room that you've been in? This is the same room in the Whoa. same position. I'm just Whoa. transforming it into the live stream studio slash virtual studio because we've got some Love super it. exciting things coming forward Love it. beyond Divi Chat. So yeah, thanks for oh noticing. Thank yeah. you. Let's 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 Tim, let's let you go next and then we'll meet our special guest. Yeah, sounds good. Hey everyone, Tim Streifler here, and uh I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California, and it is currently 73 degrees. Um it's oh. summertime. And did you have to you. add that in? Did you have did. to add that in? Okay. He's I rubbing want... it in. Yeah, he, he wants everybody to know. <laughs> Hate you. Yeah, I spent I spent four years out of California in Texas, and if if you take something for granted, if you take that away, then you have a whole new appreciation for it when you when you get it back. So, like growing up in Southern California, like great weather, took it for granted, then moved oh, to yeah. hot Texas, hundred plus, humid, terrible, and so yeah, now. Now I'm uh, have a whole new appreciation. So, anyways, um, you can find yeah. me online at divilife.com. All my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials, uh, and then wpgears.com, where I have the uh, Divi Business Expert course, which I believe he's right above me uh, with that guy, David. He is. And then uh, timstreifler.com, uh, my client services business. So yeah, super happy uh, to be here for this topic. Um, originally, it was supposed to be last week, and then I wasn't able to be there. And so I made the team switch it because I really wanted to be here for this topic because it's something I'm excited about. Super glad to have you here, Tim. And when you started to point up above on the Zoom call, Josh is right above you. And I thought, oh, he's going to segue into our special guest. But then I looked over at YouTube and realized partner on WP Gears, he was talking about me. Yeah. We got a special guest today, Mr. Josh Daly, good friend of Tim and I's. And uh, well, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hey, Josh. Well, I, I think if you're calling me a good friend of yours, I'm fanboying over here because <laughs> I'm like... I, I've been listening to you guys for a long time. Now I get to work with David for Divi Space and Aspen Grove Studios. Um, I'm a marketing strategist, designer, 
digital content producer, been doing that for about 15 years. Um, and then I went and managed one of the largest WordPress blogs for a while, curating their content. And they have about a, uh, a million hits a month. Um, and yeah, yeah. And, uh, so after doing that for a while, I decided I, I wanted to take the leap back into the startup game a little bit more. And then also to work with, with businesses that are promoting, you know, really cool products that I see that are up and coming. So I stepped back from that to take some time doing that. You can find me on Twitter at Josh daily and daily has both an I and an E in it. <laughs> it's for nice. you to figure out where. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll actually put it in the show notes so you can head over to divi.chat, our website that we don't mention enough. We never mention. Yeah. <laughs> we never mention it. Every episode that we've ever had since its inception, all 172 episodes, you can find them in iTunes and Spotify and wherever you listen to your podcast. You can go over to YouTube, watch our live stream, come join us every Tuesday. We'd love it. Or on our website, divi.chat, which was designed by, God, we miss her, Miss Leslie Bernal. We wish you were here. Where the heck are you? We're ready for you to get off of that damn sabbatical and come on home and <laughs> hang out with us and stuff. And um, I guess I should introduce myself. I'm David Blackman. I am the CEO and co-founder of Aspen Grove Studios and also uh, partner and owner of Divi.Space and my business partner. Tim tells me he's right down there. So uh, WPGears.com where we are going to be doing some pretty damn exciting stuff. All this stuff that yeah. I'm changes that I'm making is uh, in preparation for the things that Josh and I are going to be doing with Aspen Grove Studios. We're super excited to have him on board as a team member. And Tim, we're going to be doing with WP Gears. And um, so we're going to be doing just some awesome WordPress content. And I'm really excited because, as you can tell, I like to talk. And now I can look good and talk. So, <laughs> yeah, David, I don't mean to correct you publicly, but I think you pointed the wrong way for Josh. Oh, man. Yeah. I thought I. I yeah, towards the green. <laughs> oh, that did you point that way? I thought you pointed, pointed that way. No, I pointed yeah, this way. That's the wrong way. Yeah. Oh, you wanna, shit. You want to point towards your green light. Oh, green light, Josh. Thank you, Tim. See that? <laughs> they got my back all the time. So, hey. This, this great... episode is going to be riveting for all those listening on their podcasting apps. <laughs> yeah, Rivers. sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they, they just need to come and join us live Tuesdays true. at 2 o'clock Pacific. Go figure it out on wherever you live. Listen, uh, I do the three, time thing on every social post, so yeah, we put yeah, it on. Three of us are in the Pacific time zone on this episode, so I'm going with Pacific. Uh, I All know right. Stephanie's on the East Coast. I'm so. East Coast. Yeah, it's five well, Josh, Josh is in Arizona. Technically, he's not on Pacific time. It just happens to be the same time as Pacific time right now. Correct. That's correct. You want to get Thank technical. You, Thank you. <laughs> All right. Those, well, let's Arizona about... doesn't like to observe daylight savings. <laughs> Guys, we are going to run out of time. Oh, not as bad. Thank you. I think that pop filter or whatever the heck I took off of my microphone is working, Tim, because I see comments. want to say, hey, give a shout out to everybody in the live chat. We see all of our 
regulars that join us. Josh, I'm not sure if you want to jump over to the YouTube channel, mute it, open it up in a screen and view the chat. There may be some questions there and people saying hi and stuff. So uh, we've got a really good topic. I mean, Divi website speed is something that's probably talked about, complained about, screamed about, and pull all of your hair out about. <laughs> you know <laughs> See what you did there. Um, if you're not on the video you, you won't get that but you know so we're going to talk about it josh it, you know we stephanie brought the topic up she wanted to do it and i thought man this is great perfect timing because we brought josh on board and aspengrowstudios.com and we were looking at some things you know some content that we were producing and stuff and he had just he's learning divi and you know becoming more familiar with that product because obviously we're big divi fans divi chat and you know he was also doing some stuff with gutenberg and he he, he said some things that were like you know pretty eye-opening to me and it just seemed like you know we, we got to get josh in on this chat also as well because he you know we're, we were already doing this and comparing it to some of the other platforms out there yeah. and and it was pretty shocking pretty surprising at what we did so <clears throat> Where do we want to start? Tim, do we need to define anything before we start in this episode today? Or can we just Well, let me in? just set it up and say, uh, and actually David and I just recorded a WP the podcast topic today, uh, a similar topic. And so it's kind of fresh in my mind, but let me kind of step back and say why you need to do things to speed up your, your WordPress website overall. And then obviously Divi as well. WordPress is a content management system, content um, database driven. And so if you compare a static HTML page to a WordPress website with no optimizations, the static page is gonna load drastically faster because WordPress does what's called the WordPress loop where it goes and, and fetches from the database the most recent version of the, the page or post and checks to make sure that you're, you're showing all the recent posts if it's a, you know, a blog feed. And so because of that, it, loads slowly, um, you know, among other things. And so basically there's things you can do to speed things up, to optimize cash, all those types of things. But like, that's kind of at the foundation, the reason why WordPress is slow compared to a non WordPress, just static page. And then when it comes to like page builders, like Divi, the more code, more CSS, the more JavaScript that the browser has to load, the slower it's going to be. And Divi has a very large CSS file very, very large. And they're, they're currently working on things to reduce that. And you're only going to be loading CSS uh, that's actually being used on the page. Um, Nick has alluded to that a few times, Nick Roach. But basically, Divi, more power, more responsibility. And so Divi has a lot of power. <laughs> and so uh, that's why it, it will load slower than a non-page builder um, website. But there's things you can do to optimize and speed it up. And that's what we're covering today. Yeah. So now, I'd like to say there's a couple other factors that need to be taken into consideration. For example, your hosting, we're obviously going to have to give that some attention, your hosting and any other, um, you know, third party things that you're loading, like Google Maps, Google Fonts, YouTube embeds, all those kind of things. Google Plugins. loves to complain about <laughs> Google loves to complain about your yeah. site speed. And then they're the problem half the time when you look at oh, your yeah. GT metrics. It's all like, oh, yeah, all the things you're loading. Freaking yeah. Google. No, it's so true. 
But um, but anyway, so there are a lot of factors. But and that, you, I mean, we could go on for hours and hours talking about all of the ways to speed a website up. So today, I think we really want to try and tighten it down to like the Divi specific. While we might, you know, understand there are all these other elements affecting it, but um, but for today, for the next forty minutes or so, let's um, we're going to tackle like how to keep Divi itself the theme running really fast. Yeah, and I don't know that I have an answer to this, and I don't know that Josh even has an answer to this. I'm going to start it off with kind of some baseline information that we found out, uh, comparative, uh, and then we can dive into the Divi, what you can do, because we kind of have a goal or, or when Josh and I were talking, you know, the information that he came and, and brought to me, which was <clears throat> basically out of the box, nothing installed on Divi at all, no plugins added, no anything, just the default raw install installation of Divi scored an 80 and I don't remember where that was. GT Metrics Page Speed Insights, which yeah, one we was. used to uh, Google Page Speed Insights. Yeah, yeah, Google Google Page Speed Insights. It scored an eighty out of the box with a default, and like Gutenberg, for example, which is the one we were comparing it to, which is WordPress's default, which makes sense. It's built into core. It's going to probably be optimized a lot better. It started at hundred, so that was kind of the baselines, you know. And our goal was. Once we got the pages loaded, the plugins loaded, all of our content on our Divi site, we really wanted to try to get it back to the default. Let's see if we can get it to 80, you know, to where it started with nothing on the site and stuff. So that's kind of where this conversation came from, transpired. And um, I feel like that little bit of information was eye-opening for yeah. me. You know, it was like, oh, wow, that's pretty, well, pretty good and pretty important. Go ahead. Yeah, I think something to add to that that's important, though, around the idea of page speed, especially if you're using GT Metrics, Pingdom, Google Page Speed Insights, you run on those, use the same page speed test every time because all of them use kind of a different uh, method for scoring. But with with Google, for example, we run at, you know, you think of zero to 100 as a um, as a percentage and it's not. So right. get that out of your head really fast because you'll be shooting for like a hundred percent score and it's just not realistic, especially what Stephanie added about uh, as soon as you even put Google analytics codes on there, you'll get flagged for that and that'll drop your score right away. Um, so what's, so what's really, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's really important, though, inside of that is if you're scoring a 100, you're in the 98th percent, uh, percentile of all websites, right? But if you're scoring a 50, you're in the 75 percentile. Wow. So it's not like a one-to-one -one ratio, and you don't need to be as concerned with that. So take into consideration what your site's doing, what you're trying to accomplish and all of that stuff and how much content you have on there. And like they said, uh, like has been said over and over again, you got to consider your hosting, your additional plugins, the additional scripts you're running and all that other stuff before you even get started. This isn't going to be a, a one size fits all kind of thing across the board for everybody. Yeah, no, that's so, a really good point. And on that note too, in terms of 
page speed insights, GT metrics, pingdom, the score is not the only thing that matters. And it, it's right. not a, like, don't use that as like the end all be all, because it's just a, it's a benchmark and it can be used as a guide to help you figure out why things are loading slowly. But at the end of the day, like the only thing that truly matters is the speed. Like for example, I've seen people post scores of pingdom or GT metrics, and it's like, they're getting an, an a score, or a high score. Um, but then you look at their actual speed and it's actually like pretty slow, but they were doing all of those things that, that are measured, you know, they were, you know, had this optimized, this optimized, but they just had terrible hosting. And so it dropped the, their load time really low, but their, their score was high. And so it's like, okay, well, the score doesn't really matter in that case because your website's still loading slowly. Yeah. Let me, um, let me be a, the devil's advocate with this and throw out some things that Ooh. I hear clients and people say, and then just to prompt you guys, because it's almost like there's so many things to talk about. How do we organize that? And one of the first things I want to say, I just had this, this week, this past week. Um, okay. You're, I'll say like, here's your speed report. Your site is taking 17 seconds to load and it's very big. And this is a problem because of this, this, and this client goes to the site and says, it loads fine for me. What is your response to that? Browser cache. So there's pro yeah. that's one issue. This happened to be uh, like, I don't think that was the issue here. I find that happens actually kind of a lot that the speed, uh, the speed number is different. And there's all that like TTFB, you know, time to first bite. You know what TTFB? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> no. No, we're not down with TTFB. No. Don't ever do that again, Stephanie. Don't ever do that. <laughs> so oh, anyway, man. so that's one issue that we that we can see. So someone's saying like, well, it doesn't really seem bad. So do I really need to speed it up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My, I mean, my my default answer is yes. You you know, education is hugely important. Um, you know, especially in the client realm because web design is not their bag of you know their forte unless they are a hyper local place to where they're only going to get you only care about visitors in their local area <clears throat> it may not matter to them it may not matter to them how fast it loads in australia europe or even another state what matters may be their hyper local area so it's going to depend on on where they're at and, and and the purpose of their website and stuff i think um you know, the majority, you know, of, of business owners would like, especially if they sell products that could be shipped or digital products, for example, they're going to care, you know, so yep. it, it really, it really kind of matters. Um, I think what I'd like to do is um, I'm going to throw this ball into, I'm going to answer, answer Stephanie's question with a question, throw the ball into uh, Josh's lap maybe and say, Josh, where would you start? You just did your first, you know, you, you, you're, you're diving into Divi and stuff. What's the most important on the page speed stuff when you're, when you're doing it, you know, with Divi specifically. Yeah. Maybe another thing to note about the speed test themselves is it matters where the test is being run. Originating. Yeah. Yeah. So um, depending on the API, version if it's like a built-in uh, plugin using the api 
on the on the back end to run the test, it's always originating from the same p- uh, place, and it's not taking into consideration where the site's actually located and where visitors are actually coming from. So it is. Uh, that's when a like a content delivery network is really valuable. Is if you do have global clients, um, being able to deliver images and and uh, other kinds of content from a content delivery network CDN is is really valuable um, in terms of where I think that debate kind of falls for me of is it really that important Google itself is using page speed ranking as a as a metric for how they're going to rank you right so this becomes really important if you want to rank higher, if you're trying to beat competition. So it doesn't matter how fast your speed is loading up. If it's loading slower than your competition, uh, that's going to play into whether or not you rank higher or not on, on that. So if you're talking about the importance and the value of doing that with a client, I would talk about that for sure. That, that uh, at the end of the day, um, working on page speed and not letting it be something that's just a one-off thing for you, but it's actually yeah. a part of your, your key performance metrics. And, and for there's actually bigger companies actually sign value to their page speed um, and like a dollar value on return on investment and trying to figure out how much time you put into that. And so it becomes super important. The bigger you get, the bigger players you're trying to compete against. These are, you can start out really big as David said. And if you're just going towards a local audience, it may not be that big of a deal, but as you start zooming in or the bigger you get and you start competing with other companies, then this becomes a lot more important. And we saw that uh, as um, an issue when we were working on, on, you know, when I was working on the bigger blog stuff is, uh, you have a lot of visitors coming in and those slower pages are really hard to get to rank comparatively to your, your competitors. Yeah. One thing you mentioned, I think is a really good point is there's no one size fits all solution. Like every site is so different. You can't just like, there's not just one plugin you install and you're done. Like there's so many different factors. And so you have to look at each piece based off of your individual site and, and, where you're hosted, where you're located geographically, who you're targeting geographically. And so, um, that's why it's and not, not only like, that, but as an ongoing basis too, like right. on an ongoing exactly. basis, as things it's, continue to be added and plugins and this and that and configured and updated and blah, blah, blah. So I have on my site, probably the, the site that gets the most traffic on my agency site, which is enjoysweettea.com. I have a post on there that, uh, is, six steps to speed up your WordPress site. And so these are, these are WordPress things. So these are all plug, these are all free plugins. So I don't know if that crosses the line over the Divi thing or not, but really it's, it's basically like (laughs) the basic steps, you know, run a benchmark first, because if you don't see what your speed is, and then when you're done, you, oh no, there's a fire alarm in my house. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. There went the cat. I'm going to mute. I'm going to mute. Don't die, Steph. Don't die. Be safe. Who wants to pick that up? 
I already <laughs> muted you, Stephanie. <laughs> it was blasting my eardrums. <laughs> Just unmute yourself whenever you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I was she was gonna... going down a really good path, actually. You know, she has a, a blog post with probably a list of steps that you can take to get started to look at things where you want to go. And that might be a good way or place to start a template, some type of thing. Go ahead. Yeah. I actually have a similar thing, but specifically for, for Divi over on, on Divi life. Um, up. Oh, I heard a, I had another, you back up. Oh, we can't hear you. Can't We're not on you. fire. Okay, there so there that's go. great. Good. It's, it's good to know you're not on fire. <laughs> no. I'm sorry about that. Everyone. That's okay. What I miss. Yeah. Oh my gosh. One, one question I want to ask you, Josh, mentioning with uh, SEO and, and Google and, and PageSpeed and all of that. Do you know, and, I, and maybe this is something that no one knows, or it might be a, a widely known thing, but in terms of, of Google, obviously we do know that PageSpeed matters in the way they rank, but do they look at like, for example, their own PageSpeed Insights score and use that as a ranking factor? Or are they looking at the, the time it takes real visitors to like load your website? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I'm not uh, completely sure on that, but I will say this, Google's moved end user centric. That's always been the game. They don't, yeah. they don't, uh, care how great your product is they want to know that what a person's searching for what they're looking for is getting answered and that it's fast and that's part of it the speed part is part of a better end user experience on searching right, right? and so that's why they've added in the ranking but they did move away from these kind of standardized metrics when they moved to lighthouse at the top when they added Lighthouse to the top, that's a, a different way of gauging. And it's an actual real world experience versus like, hey, is it crossing three seconds? Then we're gonna ding them for this. Is it crossing this? Then we're gonna ding them for that. So what they ended up doing was adding something that was a better gauge uh, at the top section that helps rate better. And those are the ones you really wanna look at, which is what you alluded to earlier. Don't just look at all these, these steps that are not necessarily directly impacting that stuff. But if Stephanie's back, I'd like to hear her steps. I think they sounded, you know, in line with some good stuff there. Oh, <laughs> sounds like this, <laughs> the fire. Alarm hey, Steph, going here, off. if there's not a fire, go take the battery out of that thing. You put it back. <laughs> I feel like it's linked to your microphone. So when you go unmute, <laughs> then it just starts again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um, Does anyone have a broom the broomstick I can borrow? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh I actually yeah. just recently replaced uh smoke alarms in my house. We have a baby coming, so it's like checklist like yeah. getting all those things, safety things under control. And so I just replaced all my smoke detectors and part of the process is we got to test it. And every time we, I would test it, my dog would just go nuts. Like he oh, absolutely yeah. hated that noise. I'll tell you right now, I just figured out what it is, Stephanie. This conversation we're having right now is fire. It's and your alarm fire. system knows that. 
That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Stop for a second. Well, I, I want to hear it being see. frantically attacked downstairs. So hopefully, let me, let me say something here real quick, uh, Nancy. And this is a, uh, you know, Tim and I preach this in our business course. Stephanie, Josh, every ex WordPress expert I know, by the way, preaches this big time. Hosting is huge. It plays such a big factor in the your website, period, converting, speed, the whole nine yards. Nancy in the chat, who's Nancy is a regular. She comes every week and joins us. Thank you, Nancy. We love having you here. She said that she moved a site, a website from Namecheap to a Divi Woo site from Namecheap over to Flywheel and her page speed score or site speed score dropped from a 13 load time not site speed score, load time from 13 seconds, which is, I can't imagine anybody was staying on a site that took 13 seconds to load, but it dropped down to three seconds just by changing the host. Yeah. yeah. That, that tells you how important hosting is. So, yeah. And it's, it's important to inside of that, then note if you've got a list of plugins that you're using for performance optimization, cache plugins, um, are limited because they can only control what's site side. So if you get on a host that has a really good cache system for the, for the backend where they're sitting at, uh, that can be drastically huge and there's no way to control that from a plugin. So even if you're using, you know, rocket or you're using, um, hummingbird or any of these other plugins, they're limited on what they can do until you move over to hosting. And that's why a lot of, of the big performance players are moving into hosting. Speaking yeah, of, so. speaking of someone asked in the chat at some point about SiteGround because SiteGround is a, isn't the name of a host that comes up very regularly as shared hosting, but like, at the top of the shared hosting list. Yeah. Right. So it's not your managed WordPress or whatever, but, um, We've, we've had lots of talks about that before. And SiteGround has um, caching on their hosting that you can control. And it also has the SG Optimizer plugin, which is actually very good. It didn't used to be. It didn't used to be good. But as of the past, I don't know, six, eight months, something like that, it's been pretty killer. So like when we um, maintain sites with Focus WP, we have premium plugins that we use like WP Rocket and things like that. And if someone has SiteGround and we use that instead, because it actually typically, depending on their, you know, all the other factors, but typically that actually works um, better than yeah. even the, the premium plugin. And, and that actually goes, uh, fits really well with what Josh was saying about, plugins versus server level caching. And the reason why that works so well, Stephanie, is because SiteGround developed it for their hosting. And so exactly. that, and so I use WP Engine. I have a dedicated server with WP Engine for Divi Life and they have their own server level caching that's very good. And they actually don't allow any WordPress caching plugins except for, I, last time I checked it, the only one they allowed was WP Rocket. And, and it's because WP Rocket basically worked with them to make sure that their plugin didn't conflict with anything WP engine was already doing and, and so forth. And so like, again, I could be wrong, but 
for a while at least, WP Rocket was the only one that WP Engine would allow. And so they basically came in alongside WP Engine and they're doing things that WP Engine isn't doing with their server level caching. And so the two work really well together. That's cool. That's super interesting. So um, I missed a little bit of what was happening because I was <laughs> trying to not die, but I was stop <laughs> dropping and rolling. But uh, if is it okay if I just roll like go back and read my little quick yeah. plugin list? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so I basically I do the run benchmarks, back everything up, um, disable your caching because you've got to get a fresh you Baseline. know like you got to know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, then basically clean up your stuff like the get rid of all the junk that you're not using. And then is when you actually optimize it. So those steps in and of themselves are not really what you would consider like optimizing, but they are, you know, like just get rid of themes that you're not using, get rid of plugins that you're not using, get rid of like all the junk. If you have like two different, I mean, how many websites do you go on that have two different forms plugins <laughs> and stuff like that, right? Or like a gallery plugin because somebody's trying to figure out the right gallery and there's like three gallery plugins and only one is being used, that kind of stuff. So even if they're active, give it a check and see. Then the the plugins that I have recommended are, um, I have a Magify, a Magif I don't know, I guess it's a Magify, which yeah. is a free plugin. There's a bunch like it. I, I actually like ShortPixel a little bit better, but I've used EWWW. Uh, Imagify, Shortpack, so all of those are good. I just picked one because you know there's like you can get carried away with a list like this. So that's image optimize your images. Yeah, optimize your images, and then um, WP Fastest Cache is also one that is um, is pretty good. Um, auto optimize, auto auto optimize. Miro, Miro, one of our regulars. That's his favorite because he gets so mad at the name of it. And that's also a great free plugin for optimizing. Uh, I have anti-spam B, which is just a free spam plugin. I know there's tons, like there's so many other options to all of these that could be discussed, but like that. And then um, I have one called rocket lazy load to lazy load your images. If you don't have that built in someplace and, and then WP optimize to keep your database in shape. So that's, why do you take pictures of us, David? <laughs> I noticed that too. He's you know up you there can do quarter. a screenshot, right? <laughs> well, I can't do a screenshot of everything that's on my desk, definitely. Oh, he wants that's his gear. True. We weren't no, even in the picture. It was gear. just his we gear. It's not about us. It's not about <laughs> us. More offended. He had us. Minimized. I know, right? <laughs> so those are that six. He was taking a picture, and then I got offended that it wasn't. That he, me. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so those are my six. That's like my six quick things that sort of attack, you know, it hits image size, it hits your cache on the front end, optimizing, which is like the minification and all those things, um, keeping spam out of your out of your way, lazy loading images, and then keeping your database running smooth. So any one of those can be swapped out for another option. But to me, that was like, that was something that I used on my site a long time ago that worked and and I put like the settings and everything that I use and then I go back periodically and update it like one of one of the things I used to use a different lazy loader and um it start it wasn't being supported anymore so I updated it but but for the most part like what am I missing is there what else what would you do different Josh well, uh, it, and this on. is for this is for like somebody's like I'm not doing this for somebody this is not premium right. this is all free yeah and like just giving people resources that they could do it themselves. Well, so before we 
toss it over to Josh. I want to, mm -hmm. I'll help you out with one thing. Logically, it sounds like it should be Imageify if it's an image compression plugin as opposed to Imageify. So just going to Imageify you. sounds better though. It, I like mm -hmm. Imageify. Sorry. Imageify I, for, it is. For image compression, I, I use and recommend WP Smush, WP Smush Pro. That's the only one I've ever used, but it's always worked really, really well. And, and then um, on the cache plugins, one thing that uh, you didn't mention that I think is a bigger deal for bigger sites is a, a cache that will gra uh, cache Gravatar images. Um, Ooh, interesting. And, and so for example, like if you have blog posts that have a lot of comments, well, WordPress is uh, bringing in their profile images via Gravatar. And uh, the more comments you have, the more Gravatar images, well, those are being served when you load that blog post. And so um, this is something I started to get into and then got distracted. So I never actually solved the problem on my own site, but um, there's ways to cache the Gravatar images, which will speed up the, the, the load time and everything. Um, that way, every time you load the page, your browser's not loading all of those images via Gravatar every time. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Hummingbird plugin uh, from WPMU Dev does do Gravatar cache. Um, Josh, I don't know if you know anything about that. Um, it does, yeah. I, I mean, obviously what Stephanie, what you were saying about like all those different things I think are really important. And you noted very well that there's like a hundred plugins that do all this stuff and do it well. Um, it's hard to find, there's little nuances in each one and might be one extra feature here and there. A big one, images is so huge with speed. Mm -hmm. And another part of that is remember when you're running a page speed test, you're running a page speed test. You're not running a site speed test. So every, every page on your site is running at a different speed based off of the number of images, the number of media, con the amount of media content, the other things that could be running there, right? And mm -hmm. so a huge one is if you have animated GIFs on your site anywhere, that is old news. You got to switch those up to uh, in yeah. looping MP4s and WebM. It's like this the equivalence Ooh, of, of this is WebP. A good tip. So it's huge. you want to look at it, that. It's huge. I mean, like you're we were, a normal image. Size. Those who know me know I'm a fan of the animated GIF. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the web the animated GIFs we are GIFs. You said it correctly. That's the correct okay. way. I I say GIF still. But the, the uh, animating, it's not okay. I know that what didn't the founder come out a year mm -hmm. or two ago saying it was GIF, like Jiffy mm -hmm. peanut butter kind of deal? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, because it so, stands for, uh, wait, no, because doesn't it stand for graphical interface? Yeah. So that would say GIF. That would mean it was GIF, right? It would, but he said it's, he had it GIF in his mind. So it's the, uh, I mean, it's the guy who invented the thing, Tim. You can't. <laughs> He, he can't go against yeah. it. Come on, he, gets to name his, he gets to name his babies, okay? Mm -hmm. And he can spell it however he wants. But it's an acronym. <laughs> He's wrong. <laughs> this has been quite the pronunciation episode. Don't yeah. nobody bring up Zapier. <laughs> or Zapier. Oh, yes. 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 Don't do or it. Niche. Don't do it. Or niche. niches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Boy. 
So where were we? With a gift, oh, get, like, get the GIFs yeah, off your site. Right, because if you haven't, an animated GIF, I GIF. made one the other day. I said it. I said GIF. I, I said it. Okay. But I, I made one the other day, 12 megabytes. I converted it to an MP4, two megabytes. I converted it to a WebM. It was under 100. So that's the 100 mm. megabytes. Yeah. Uh, or I'm sorry, not megabytes. Kilobytes. 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 Yeah. So it's a massive, massive difference. That would be big. 12 um, megabytes to 100 kilobytes. Same image, same everything. That is yeah. massively huge and totally is a game changer. You should be doing it on okay. every page. of Next your next question, though, is how do you do that? How do you convert it? Hey, is there like a site a that you fact, can convert them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can get it in the show notes. I, I've been using one. There's a lot of those free ones. It's just a lot of work if you've already used a lot of gifts. So, you know, so I mean, take what if I I'm embedding them, like embedding the them from Jiffy? Those might load faster. I haven't run a test on that. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried that. That's a good question. We should uh, do that. Our, one of our uh, watchers, Nancy, asked a very good question. Do all browsers support WebM? They don't. Know? They don't. That's why, that's why you want to do MP4 fallback. with a fallback. Yeah. Put MP4 as your fallback. They All browsers support MP4. Um, yeah, Ugh, it just sounds like such a hassle. It, it does. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing though, is you, you look at your most trafficked pages and you start there. What's funny is like the habit with people when they're testing is they go and they test their homepage. And as Josh mentioned, it's not a website That's speed test. A it's a, it's a page too. speed test, but like, depending on like what kind of business and stuff, most of the time, like your homepage is one of your least visited pages overall, because if you have like a content heavy, uh, website with a blog and everything where well, you're getting a lot of search engine traffic to those blog posts and like your homepage doesn't get clicked on a lot. So it's like, why would you optimize the homepage, but then skip the blog posts? So. Right. In your, in your case, I would probably do what, um, what, uh, Tim suggested there and just pull up like your top 10 traffic posts. And then just go through and see what kind of images are on there and, and videos and stuff. Because it's, I mean, we all, we all hear the SEO little tricks of like have images, make sure they have all the right stuff. And you start realizing that that's a massive weight and drain on speed on your site. And so you need to be a little bit more strategic and thoughtful about who's my audience. Do they need this information? Can they get it? out of the words and being a little more selective about that stuff. And I'm not picking apart your site because I, I haven't been on, on there. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'm Who just might? talking in general. Yeah. I'm just talking. Oh in no, it's about my terrible right now. <laughs> Cause we've been, we've been working on a lot of stuff. And so like, yeah. it's time to go back and re-optimize it. So both of my yeah. sites are like, Oh, I hate yeah. it. Yeah, same. But, it, but in terms of, but I, I do know. have a lot I of might... GIFs on there. So maybe yeah. Cool. yeah the... I don't want to dominate the conversation. So go ahead. That's Tim. why you're here. Oh, I was just going to say like, it's the, my, the page that I'm promoting the most with ads and everything, my all access pass membership page probably has like 15 animated GIFs on it or, or at least 10. 
And so, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, what's we funny don't practice is I, what I we preach all the time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> or it well, happens late, you know, or we did it before the changes happen, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's why we it, always keep revisiting this stuff. Exactly. And, and I created it, those animated GIFs from a video editing app. So it's like, I like went out of my way to make, make them heavier files. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) When you ever get stuck on this topic, just ask yourself, WWDD. What would David do? What would David David? do? I think you should ask yourself, what would Josh Daly do? I know that's more what I'm thinking. David would call Josh Daly and say, optimize this for me. He would head over to Josh and say, Hey, what do I do? Tip number one, this is huge. I'm telling you right now, you want to change your site instantly. Make that transition to WM and MP4s. Um, I remember Nick Roach telling me that probably a year ago, they started using MP4s as opposed to images and stuff. And, and for video content as opposed to GIFs and everything. And it was just like, he's always given us nuggets. And, and we're like way behind the curve and stuff. Somebody, some developer, some, some geek in this group needs to just post somewhere like that you'll go optimize, do this for somebody, for images on somebody's site. Because <laughs> people yeah. will hire you to do it. Because yeah, nobody wants to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the paid the paid subscription, um, like when you start talking about pro image optimization, if you're making money with your site, it becomes super valuable because a lot of those will automate, not the, well, some plugins optimize video too. Now the GIF stuff, it will convert GIF stuff, but the, um, are you talking about optimization plugins? Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll do like, because short pixel does do it. Let me go look. Yeah. Yeah. If they're delivering from a CDN, they're delivering in WebP. And that's what makes it. They can automatically detect that what size and spit out the right image size. And that's where this, the added cost comes from, from those CDNs because they're paying, they have to pay for that delivery bandwidth. Yeah. That's super interesting because I'm, I think that they do offer that, but I'm mm. not sure I take advantage of it. So I need to go back and look at that again. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So we've discussed how there are millions of plugins that do these different things. And, um, and then there's also some tools within Divi. So when it comes to using Divi to minify and, um, optimize things, what's, what's your take on that, Josh? Like the, the Divi stuff specifically and, or Tim. Where and do you, you David? Go with that? I don't know. I mean, like, do you use that stuff? You're talking do you about. Do you have? Divi's... Do you have let Divi combine CSS and combine other files? Do you use mm-hmm. those things? Is it better to put your CSS in the theme options in the page CSS in a CSS file? What What is is there differences in those elements when it comes to Divi specific? That make yeah, does is... that make a difference? Okay, so something really interesting to note about even. So I, just to give context about myself, I spent a lot of time in the WordPress space specifically and, and, um, Divi I've been a member for and built a lot of sites on Divi as soon as, and this is not just a Divi issue. This is a page builder issue, right? You got Elementor, Divi, B 
Beaver Builder, all of them are encountering as when this issue of that, when, when WordPress moved to JavaScript, that was a huge speed improvement for WordPress. That was like, I think people missed that Gutenberg is just a, a small uh, yeah. piece of what they were actually trying to accomplish, which was becoming viable into a new, moving away from PHP. There'll always be a PHP element, but moving away from PHP and into a modern coding language that is faster and more reliable and, and just a better product, right? And so all the page builders are are working on that end and trying to play some form of catch up. As soon as you add a, a page builder, it's like adding Adobe Photoshop on top of, of your uh, Corel draw. You know, it's like you're adding this whole massive um, platform on top of it that gives you way more power, way more options, the ability to do this stuff. So that, that adds load, like Tim was mentioning. Now you get down and you start working on this stuff, all the plugin performance optimization plugins out there will tell you, do all your performance optimization in plugin first. Divi gives you those options. Do it, or I'm sorry, do it on the page builder first and then use a plugin for the little tweaks at the end that will give you an extra three, four, five, ten 10 points. The other stuff the big stuff is going to happen on the hosting side the page builder side so do all your performance optimization you can in divi first and they have a few built-in tools for that right i've if i'm not mistaken there's a spot for you to be able to do minification or some other am i am i missing that yeah no it's okay there. So, yeah yeah sort of i mean it's not like it just, right. does it do more than combine css files it is static CSS file generation. And so like basically if you make changes to your site with that enabled and you go to your, look at your, your server files via FTP, you're going to see these uh, files in there and then you can clear it within the Divi theme options and it's going to remove it from the yeah. server. So it's basically making a static CSS file. Right. And so you want to, you want to do that. Then if you go over to something like, and I, I'm just going to use this example because I've worked with it and I'm familiar with it. But if you used Hummingbird and they have an advanced um, asset optimization tool, if you go in, it's hard enough to play with that tool. If you move to the advanced optimization, you can squeeze more points out of it. But if you start playing with that without some kind of knowledge of how a page builder works, you'll quickly break your page builder. Um, you can revert back. It's not going to break it. You can go play with it and it's, and then just one click and it goes back, but, but it's going to break functionality on the front end of your site. It's going to do all kinds of stuff because you don't know what JS and CSS files need to load in the header versus the footer. And you start moving that stuff around in a, in a page builder. It's a little bit, more difficult to um, keep things working the way that you should. Uh, it's supposed to speed up things up, but then because it's not one size fits all, they've tried to do everything they can to minimize 
breaking things and then you start playing with it more and it ends up breaking something, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's why the, the page builders are really like Nick Roach has mentioned, they're taking steps back to, uh, change the way that Divi loads JavaScript and CSS and everything specifically in only loading what you're using on the page, because like with great power comes great responsibility. You have all that power at your fingertips, all the customization ability you want to do, but it's like, well, what if you're only doing one, you know, a couple little things it's like, you don't need, um, someone actually posted in the, the Divi theme users, Facebook group recently about his frustration with it and how, like, for example, uh, Divi CSS file is huge. It's loading a ton of WooCommerce styles for when you have WooCommerce enabled on your um, Divi website. Well, if you're not using WooCommerce, you don't need all of those WooCommerce styles. And so, but Divi's still loading them. And so Nick had mentioned that they're rethinking that and changing the way so that it only loads based off of what you're using. And so it's going to um, drastically speed things up. So you're not loading this huge CSS file. You're only loading yeah. a small percentage of it based off of what you're actually using. Yeah. I think that's, I, yeah, I don't know if I've taken us down a different rabbit hole there, but I, I think that all the little stuff that you can do, the, the major part is making sure that things are necessary. And if it's necessary and it's slowing things down, you just, you either go with it or you, um, you end up finding a different solution that does it better. Right. And that's kind of the model that I try to take with individual blog posts. Is this necessary? Do I need this image? Do I need this video? Um, does this code need to load? Is it necessary? And that's kind of what, Divi's looking at right now. Does this code need to load? Is it necessary? Um, so asking what's loading on the page, you can get into, I would say the best resource is Google's own speed. Uh, what is it? Web, web.dev site. They have so many good tips for setting, um, for, for setting speed budgets per page. Then you can run learn how to, how to set a budget, a performance budget for that page and going, you know, I understand there's a heavier thing on this. So I adjust my budget for this page a little bit, how many images I should be using, how small those images should be. So I would definitely take a look at that. They, they have so much good information and training on their own site that gives insight into how they're actually using this stuff for ranking. And it's set up like a chorus. I mean, we could put that in the show notes too, maybe. <clears throat> who here is freaking out looking at web.dev right now? Because I didn't know that this existed. What? There you go. <laughs> Jay Dizzy uh, dropping some <laughs> fire on us again. My alarm's about to go off again. Better stop. Yeah, Sue, Sue asked uh, if we know when the CSS changes to Divi are happening. And uh, Nick specifically mentioned they don't give ETAs anymore because people get mad <laughs> when they don't hit them because they're I can't blame them for that. Yeah. Their estimation. So yeah, it, it sounds like it's something that's going to happen yeah. like more short term, like a couple months rather than like way down the line. It's something they're actively working on, but who knows exactly when that will be released. But I just don't want people to think, like I said, that we're hating here on using the builder. This is a Divi show. So right. 
this Divi's we're all using Divi. I use it for a personal site plus work in the space. Like I said, even if you're hitting an 80, you're still in the top 75 percentile of all websites, like because of that, that wide range. So if, if you activate Divi and it slows things down, try, if you're mad at Divi, try activating a Google JavaScript thing and see what that does to your page speed site without Divi on it. It's going to slow it down. It's, it's just the nature of this stuff. So don't, don't think of it like, man, I got to, I got to prove that my site can hit a 100, you know, this is not, yeah. it is satisfying to get a real high number though. It, it really is. It really is. <laughs> you know, what's funny though, is talking about all this stuff and how difficult it is, you know, to load stuff with lots of images and content and videos and stuff. And then you look at Facebook and you load your Facebook newsfeed and they're loading in so much content so quickly. And it's like, what is this? wizard wizardry that they're doing like it's like black magic in order to get things it's like they're well, so for far starters ahead. for starters it's, all those videos are loading in webm webm yeah yeah and web uh and mp4 and then also they're using great lazy loading man for yeah. they're not loading all that stuff at the same time right. oh for sure yeah. yeah but yeah that's like yeah it's crazy and javascript like you said for sure yeah. Okay, so I just opened up Short Pixel on one of my sites that has it installed, and they have they have an option to use WebP. Um, so it will also create a WebP version of an image. Uh, they can be up to three times smaller than PNGs and twenty five percent smaller than JPEGs. Yep. So that's pretty cool. And using using that, that doesn't use up your credits anymore either if you have a paid account. So. <clears throat> Now PNG versus JPEG. Uh, one thing that bugs well, are me they about doing fallbacks. Are they doing fallbacks? Because WebP is not supported on all browsers. It's it's yeah, wider. Yeah, it says now, it's also using the picture tag, which I like. I, it drives me nuts that like that hasn't gone come farther yet. Yeah, the picture tag. Because I think it's so much smarter than the image tag. But um, it says using the picture tag will also provide the WebP image as a choice for browsers that support it. So, oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, which I think is really pretty awesome. <clears throat> but I think Photoshop, when you do like so a lot of the standard exports on the current Photoshop version, the past couple actually, it defaults to exporting PNGs, even if it's not necessary, which is stupid uh, because PNGs take up their bigger files. So I like that it can automate, it will automatically convert all PNGs that don't have any transparent pixels. That's like awesomely smart, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I'm not like a, I'm not against any of the other uh, image optimizers, but I just, I think this short pixel, I just think works great. Yeah. Well, I will tell <clears> you so, that we could, we could probably talk for a month on how to uh -huh. speed up a Divi website. I do think that we've given some really good practical, you know, options and tips of of things and directions that you want to do and kind of some main things that you want to look at and stuff um we have kind of believe it or not blown past our hour that just blows me away that it went this I feel like fast. we just got started i feel like we just got started too i feel like i barely talked um so you know my house burned down in the middle of it and everything yeah yeah I know. this was an like eventful a, 
a part <laughs> a part two a part three a part four who the heck knows you know we probably should do a series on you know like how to speed up your Debbie website and stuff and 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 kind of maybe... we end up saying that at the end of like almost every episode we Come should on, this we have a series. to say something <laughs> yeah the only series we've done is is the productivity series yeah, yeah. All right. Well, is there, how about this? Do we want to do any parting thoughts before we dive out of here? Um, sure. I'll have one. <clears throat> I think, uh, like I was saying earlier, I think focus on the areas that are the most important to speed up. Like, you know, like we said with hosting, of course, the, um, your images, your, scripts all of that you know like focus on those main areas and try and work on those and sort of independently like there's no one size fits all and you do have to do a lot of testing but the other thing is get something that kind of works for you and document it uh, because that's what i did with that little blog post and i just documented something that worked and then it's something that i can go and either do myself or have one of my staff or somebody go and run on client sites and things. Now this, once you start to get a little process, you could start to make money off of it. Not only is it beneficial for keeping your site fast, but you can use this. You could even put it in your, like your launch checklist. Like we did, we talked about last week where you can, you know, include this in your launch so that when someone gets a new site, boom, it's already smoking out of the gate. And, um, or as an add-on one-off service that you can do for people because people are not technical enough. Your clients are not to know how to go in there and do all this. So there's lots that you can do. You can, you know, make your site bring you more revenue and you can get more revenue from your clients as well. Stephanie, we said final thought, not new Sorry. episode. Sorry. <laughs> all right. I, I do have final thoughts as well. I'll let you guys all go first if you want to say anything. Tim? Oh, I'm a Go ahead. Josh, you go. You're the guest. Oh, my final thought would just be make maintenance or, or make a performance optimization a part of maintenance plan so that you're always revisiting it. This is not a one-off thing. We already hit on that, but that's just reiterating that. Go back to it because things change. Google changes. The way that people are engaging the internet changes. Go back to technology. Feel, yeah. Remember to to go back and, and reprocess this stuff again and yeah. again. Great, yeah. great fun. Love, love that. Yeah, my, mine is just uh, test, test, test. So as Josh mentioned, find find a testing tool that you're comfortable with and stick with it and like dig into the details of it. Like for example, I love GT metrics, just what I'm comfortable with. I love looking at the waterfall because it shows mm -hmm. you every single resource that your website's loading and how long it took to load. And again, these are just kind of uh, guidelines. Like don't, this isn't the end all be all, but it'll give you a really good idea of what are the things that are slowing down your site. Like right away, you can see, oh, wow, I have an animated GIF and Josh is right. That slows the heck out of my website. Um, and you'll find things that might uh, be surprising to you that you never would have thought of by looking at the individual details. And then you Tim, can make changes and test again. Tim, don't go cha chasing yeah. waterfalls. Nice. And here's, well I was not allowed to, I'm not allowed final. to sing. So I had to just say it. One, one final, I was going with one final thought, but I'm going to go with two. My first. Oh my goodness. Is, Tim, it's, 
Jeff, buddy, not Jeff. Let's go with, come on, let's go with the founder. It's Jeff. Jeff. Uh, <laughs> he's looking at him. He's like, he's not going to do it. He's like, I know nope. he won't. I know him well. He won't do it. He's so stubborn. <laughs> uh, here's, here's my final thought, which is probably going to be a load off for everybody listening to or watching this. Speed optimization is a huge task. Do not overwhelm yourself. Everything they said is true. You need to do, but baby steps, start slow. Find out the top 10 pages where your traffic's coming into and focus on that. Don't get overwhelmed with, oh my God, I got all this work to do. I've got to do my entire website that's been online for 10 years. Pick the most important pages. Such a good start tip. With, start with and go there and then, you know, plan it out beyond that. Don't get overwhelmed. It can be done. So it's been a great talk, Josh. It's been awesome. Thanks for coming, on, Josh. Yeah. Been, uh, great. My pleasure. My pleasure. And, uh, he's becoming a, he's going to become a Divi guru too. So who knows? Sounds um, like he's already there. Goodness. Yeah. Well, next week, we've got another great topic. I have no clue what it is, uh, <laughs> but it'll be fun. Come join us it's gonna on the be a live surprise chat. To it's going to be a surprise. Come join us Even on the us. live chat. Uh, <laughs> go over to our website, divi.chat. Check out the show notes if you want to find out how to get in touch with Mr. Josh Daly and all mm -hmm. the awesome things that we talked about in this episode. So, all right, everybody. Tim? Have a great week, everyone.